You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is The Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that and like you right now. So be encouraged and let your light shine. I I was serving him before I knew Jesus <laughs> personally. So I really started when I was just a young girl, maybe about 10 or so. So 81 years. And then you became a powerhouse when you met Jesus. <clears throat> More when I met met the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. Or he met me because I thought I was, I thought I was a Christian. I I I was a Christian because I believed in Jesus. And but when some people came to our church and really shared Jesus as a personal Savior, a personal part of their life, that's when I became, well, just like I became a new Christian. I mean, everything changed from black to white. I mean, things that had bothered me before didn't bother me anymore. I used to say to my husband when, well, what would we talk about? (laughs) Because we couldn't talk, you know, couldn't talk about people or yeah. You had to stop gossiping. Or <laughs> yeah. And uh, not that we did that so much, I guess. But And then every New Year's Eve, I'd be so sad because I'd feel so bad because I hadn't become the Christian I wanted to be. It was like, because I wasn't where I wanted to be didn't mean I... Hmm. Couldn't be, and they yeah, <laughs> become. And so, um, there's a scripture that I, I it just brought to, to mind uh, about. This is from the pa- Passion Translation. We are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transformation comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The way I learned it was in the King James Bible, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding and in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just by the Spirit of the Lord. And I realized that if we're just in Jesus, we're going to be changed. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the same today, even today, as I will be tomorrow. So if we just keep our eyes on the Lord and stay in the Lord, the Word says we'll be changed. And that gives me great, great hope. So good. So good. Yeah. Are we going to need tissues? Yep. All right. You ready to start? 
Welcome. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Beth. It's Kate. And we have the honor and great privilege of being with Shirley Streifler again this morning. Welcome, Shirley. Back to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Shirley's original podcast aired in season one. You can check that out if you missed it. It was January 10th, 2021, and she shares her testimony. We are here today. Oh, I don't know if you heard Jacob's podcast, but yes. you got listed as his top one, two, and three <laughs> yeah. favorite podcast. <laughs> yes. And he said, I was crying when I was listening to that. So um, Kate and I were crying when we were recording it. We're looking forward to this one as well. Shirley is the mother of three adult children, Dave, Bruce, and Mary Beth. She's also the mother to the Upper Room Fellowship. Her and her husband, Russ, supported her sons, Dave and Bruce, 51 years ago when they started the Upper Room. And it's an honor today because we are actually recording in the very place, the upstairs, the upper room, where it all began, where Shirley lives now. We're talking to Shirley about the power of prayer today. And Shirley just celebrated her 91st birthday. She's been serving the Lord for over 81 years. And I think all of us can glean from her wisdom and experience. And so we really wanted to have you back on the podcast especially for Jacob, because you were his favorite, <laughs> and talk to you today about the power of prayer, because we know that you are an intercessor. You've been praying for your family, your children, your grandchildren, your future grandchildren, our city, our church, our leaders, and we just want to glean all the information we can from you. So thanks for agreeing to be on the show and welcoming into this your space house. today. Yeah. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so, Shirley, tell us when you realized the power that prayer had in your life. Well, it, it seems simple, but when we, in our church that we were in at that time, they had a group of people coming in for lay witness missions. In preparation for that, they sent a little booklet, I still have it today, about, you know, this kind of new life in Christ. People were, at that time, Jesus movement time. And so anyway, this little little booklet was, was so good explaining, you know, how we needed to, God wanted us to understand just as much as we could about him. And so I wanted my husband, I was so good, and I told him he would like to read it. And so I put it on the bedside table, <laughs> and every night he'd fall asleep before he would get any to read this book. And one night, I, I kept praying that he would read this book, and I kept praying and so one night he couldn't sleep and he, and he he read the book mm. and i felt that was an answer to prayer to me it was an answer to prayer 
also during that this whole period we had a, a group come to the church it was called a healing team from Canton and they came into our church and so on Sunday afternoon they had a program a prayer time and you could go to the altar and they'd pray for you so I had two prayers at that time I was praying for my son David who had a temper and I wondered how I would I asked God to help me live through the next the teenage years with him and <laughs> I uh, asked for my father to know the Lord and um, before he died then he was in the hospital he was in a mental hospital but he was getting better and I I led him to the Lord so he had 10 more years knowing the Lord and then of course Dave and I we just uh, became very close and we had a wonderful I enjoyed his teenage years very much. <laughs> <laughs> so those three specific instances were where you were praying something very personal about your life, getting your husband to read a pamphlet so you could be on the same page, the teenage years and your father, and he answered you. Did that compel you to be like, there's something in this and... God is really listening to me and cares about what I'm praying for. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> and I'm sure you've, over the years, have had many, many, many prayers answered from you crying out and God hearing you. Can you walk us through what your prayer life looks like? Well, what my prayer life looks like now is I never leave the house uh, without have, having a time of prayer about an hour every morning. And always when I get in the car, <laughs> I pray and uh, ask God to give me a safe trip. I pray for each of my children and grandchildren, all my family, each of my family by name every day. And... Um, I guess that's the difference between prayer and intercession. Prayer is for yourself, and intercession, you're praying for others. So I guess I'm really interceding. But I couldn't do that without the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, it says the Holy Spirit prays through us. Mm. Uh, he's the intercessor. And Jesus is also at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So it's not like I'm praying alone, but the whole Trinity is involved in the prayer. And, you know, sometimes when you pray, your mind can tend to wander. And I, I ask the Holy Spirit to, to um, help me to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And then also I ask the Holy Spirit to take my weak and wobbly prayers and those that I really, so deep that I really can't utter, yet the Holy Spirit knows and 
he can take him to the father mm-hmm. because as you get older, you don't have quite the language. It's not as easy to talk mm-hmm. as it is when you're, you're younger. <laughs> do you still, like, do you pray in the spirit? Yeah, not, not a lot, but I, but I do. I. When do you find yourself in those situations when you're out of words and you're not sure what to pray? Well, <clears throat> that's when I <laughs> appeal to the Holy Spirit because God knows the thought even before it leaves our tongue. So God, God knows, through the Holy Spirit, I believe God knows those things that I, I feel like I would like to have these beautiful prayers, and I don't, but they're heartfelt and they're weak and wobbly, I feel. But I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit can take those to the Father, and Father knows. I love that because I know a lot of people, you know, some people are very eloquent with their words and they can pray out loud in front of people and just rolls off their tongues. But I love that phrase, my weak and wobbly prayers that God hears and he answers. And God doesn't care if your words are eloquent or they flow off of your tongue. He cares about your heart and what's behind that. And I think that's a really good message that people need to hear, especially if they feel like, I'm not a good prayer, that it doesn't matter. That's not what God looks at. He looks at your heart. When you're praying, do you find yourself praying scripture? Oh, I pray the scripture all the time. Oh, yes. I pray the scripture all the time, you know. Um, I often pray, usually in the morning when I first get up, I thank God this is the day that he has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I thank him for giving me another day. Then I usually pray that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my rock and my fortress, in him I trust. And I then... Proverbs says, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean on my, not on to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him and he will direct my path. So, and I, I count on that him because somewhere in the Bible it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I, I believe that he orders my steps. So when you're reading the Bible, I see your Bible, it's underlined, you've got words written in it. Do you just flip through the pages and pray the scriptures that you've highlighted and they're underlined? Does the Holy Spirit direct you to certain scriptures? Yes, but but I right now I'm reading through Isaiah and um in the Passion Translation and I read read a psalm every day, and some of these psalms are written like they could have been written for today. I mean, they just speak to, to, they're just as true today as they were then, and they really, you know, just speak to, 
to my heart, especially with our world situation it is. I don't know how people... I don't know how people could live in these days without the Lord. I, I really don't. I don't see how you could manage. What would you say to people? What would be your encouragement to people who feel like they have a very anemic prayer life or it's hard or they don't see the fruit of it? How would you encourage people to have a new thought about prayer life and make it a part of their daily life? Well, the thing that helped me way back was I read uh, something, I think it was from Larry Lee, but I can't remember for sure. He said, you have to have the desire, and then the discipline takes discipline to do that. And then you have the delight, and I have found that to be true. Now, someone says, well, how do you get the desire? I think you would get desire if you spend time in the Word. (laughs) I just think, I think as Christians, maybe we don't know the Word as well as we should or realize how it it speaks to today. It's just like God wrote it today. And I think might get the desire if you spent time like in a prayer group or with people who pray you would get the desire oh i'd like to be able to pray like that but it takes discipline you you just have to set aside side time and make it a priority in your life i pray you know other times i like to think i live a life of prayer you know i can just but it takes discipline to just to set aside a time and just pray. Can you share with us some of the amazing prayer requests that you've had that God has answered that knocked your socks off? <laughs> I think there's been quite, quite a few. One that did was Ryan. <laughs> Ryan was dedicated to the Lord and and all of that and went to uh, Ryan's uh, your first grandson. Yeah. Eighteen years later, I got a postcard one day, and he wanted me to know that he had given his life to the Lord. He was going through a hard time, and he met with a pastor. Well, that that was a great, wonderful answer to prayer. <laughs> but just the other day, a couple of days ago, and this wasn't something I actually prayed for, but it brought to mind the scripture that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I had gotten gas up at the gas station uptown, you know, I put my card in, and I wanted a receipt, and if you wanted a receipt, you had to go inside. So I did that, and then, then I got, got back back in my car, and then I was going to the library, so I went down that alley to the library, and I was sitting in, the, in my car at the library to just finish off a book I was going to turn in, and a man came up to me, 
up to the car and said, I'm sorry to bother you, but did you know your gas cap is on your trunk? And all that time, this was a miracle to me, all that time from the gas station through that alley that had water this deep, you know, down at the end, making turns and everything, that gas cap stayed on the trunk. (laughs) Oh, I just, that just brought to mind that scripture, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I believe it was of God that that happened. And, And there's just things like that, you know, if I lose something or misplace something, I ask God to show me where it is. And I love that because I feel like sometimes when we're talking about prayer, we go to God in prayer for the big things, the overwhelming stuff, please save my children, grandchildren, you know, all of those things that are large or heavy on our mind. But your example to pray for the small things, lost keys, care over a gas cap. As people who pray, we understand the big things matter, but also the small things matter. And I love that you were saying, you know, if you want to understand the goodness of prayer, get into scripture, because that is where we see the character of God. Right. You know, we find the character of God in the scriptures. Our prayer life begins to look different. It's the big stuff and the little stuff. And it's the ridiculous stuff sometimes, like, where did I put my keys today? Knowing that he's such a good father and he cares about the huge things and the really little things. Even your comment that prayer should be life. It should be kind of this in and out of a constant all day. You're praying here and praying there. That, And a lot of our day is little stuff to pray into that too. So good. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners about prayer? I think you have to be persistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen all my grandchildren. Um, they're all doing well, but I'm not sure how well in the Lord I tell God, and I guess the enemy too, I I say I will labor in prayer until Christ is fully formed in each one of them. So I think prayer is persistence. Even though we don't see the answer we want right away, we still persist in prayer and trust the Lord. And I, I believe even... When our time on earth has passed, even if you didn't see those prayers answered, that your prayers are seeds that have been planted in this earth, and that after you're gone, your prayers are going to remain here, remain in heaven, and still be chasing all your grandkids around. (laughs) (laughs) And I think about that with Russ. You know, Russ has been gone for... He passed away November 15th of 1998. So, you know, he's been gone, but his prayers and the prayers that you two pray together, you know, we're still seeing answered on this earth and in your family and in this community. I know that you have always been a prayer warrior for our city. We used to see Shirley walking all over town. And every time I'd see you out walking, I'm like, oh, good. She's praying for Columbiana. Like, how do you pray for your city? Well, 
I now I pray for the officials, but I don't think I pray as much for the city as I once did. I used to go over when I would walk. I would go over to this cemetery and pray at the Firestone. I would sit on the Firestone Memorial and pray over the city. And I used to do prayer walks. Uh, We were in the upper room, early upper room, not here. But anyway, those apartments um, used to have a bad reputation. Camelot. So once a week, I would walk down and back and forth, go down and come back past and pray for them. And I saw them change. In fact, there was a time when they got a new overseer, and she came to the upper room, and you could see it, just see the change. There's got to be draperies and no junk outside, and it it just changed. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was, I probably wasn't the only one praying. I, I, I know I wasn't the only one praying, but I had a part in that because I did do prayer walk out there every week. <laughs> that is so good, and it's it's a great reminder. I remember... When I used to drive to work in the morning, there was a strip club on Market Street called Christie's, and I'd pray with my kids, Lord, shut Christie's down, take her out of this town, let no workers be found, put it under the ground. And it closed up, and it's been closed for many, many, many years. It's just sitting there empty, and I think... Sometimes we don't realize the power of our prayer when we're walking by, driving by. And I like what you said, our prayers get added to other people's prayers who are praying the same or a similar prayer for our city or establishments, and that it does make a difference, and God hears us. And I like that you went there. I know that you know our prayers are powerful wherever we are, in whatever space we are, so if you can't leave your room or your workspace, that's fine. But there is something to going to the space in the area that you're praying for and over. There's power in your presence in that place. What do you think have been the most important intercessory issues in your life? Like what have you prayed other than family? Because I know you've prayed so much over family. But what things do you feel like God has really put on your heart to pray for over the years? Right now, in this time, time I pray for our country. I pray for the Supreme Court. I pray for um, the schools and for our president, vice president, and the border situation. All of those things are in my daily prayers now. And the coming election, and just praying that all Christians would vote. I pray for that, that they will. My thinking is that if the church, if God's people were praying as much as they should be, our country wouldn't be in the state it's in today. We have allowed, and there are churches that are going the way of the world saying 
that's okay. And you can still be a Christian. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. I think this country will be saved if God's people pray. And it's not going to happen by even a, a good president or a good this or that. God has to be recognized. Yeah. As I'm sitting in your house, I see you've got a wordle that you got when from one of your shine groups. And a wordle is, it's got Shirley's name on it, but then people write words that describe her and the big ones show up really big. And, and so looking at this wordle, I see wife, mother, sister, grandmother, teacher, loyal, friend, intercessor, prayer, mentor, and legacy. And Shirley, you definitely are leaving us at the upper room, a legacy of your prayer and the work that you and Russ sowed into your kids and to the church. We're so grateful for all the prayers you've prayed for us as a church and for your family and your community and your country. You are a legacy, and we're blessed to have that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wondered if we could close today with you praying for us and our church and your family and the people who are listening to this podcast to pass on a mantle of prayer over us so that we do become a praying people and we can make a difference. Would you be willing to close us up in prayer today? Yes. Oh, Father, it it is such a privilege to come before you and to lift you up. I want this podcast to honor you, and certainly not me, but to honor you. And so I just thank you. I want to thank you for the upper room. God, the upper room was definitely started by you, and and I thank you, and I pray that it will be a blessing and uh, an honor to you all as long as there's an upper room, because it certainly no one had in their mind when we st- started here those many years ago that it would ever be the church and the church that it is today to be recognized as a church in this community and i just i thank you for our leadership i thank you for our elders i know the elders have disguided us and uh, hear your heart and i thank you for them and I thank you that you are raising up more and more people in the church to uh, love you and serve you. And I thank you for that. I thank you for what you're doing among the young people in our church. I just uh, thank you, Father. I'm praying that each of the churches will in this community will honor you in such a way that when People come to Columbiana. They don't have to even come to the church, but just coming to Columbiana, they will know that this is a place where your spirit is recognized and acknowledged and lives. And I I thank you for that. I thank you for the city officials, the the firemen, the policemen, and our city officials and 
superintendent and principals how they how they uh, honor you. I thank you for uh, the uh, Christian uh, Ministerial Association and the influence they have in this community. I thank you, Father. I thank you that your name is going forth from this place, and I thank you. And this whole uh, valley will be changed, and I, I thank you. It's such a privilege to live here in this community and with the wonderful people you are have here and those you are even moving here, and I thank you. And I thank you for the new people you're bringing to our church, and I assume other churches too. Thank you, Father. Thank you. God is so good. You are so good, God. God is good. Yes, thank you. I love you and honor you and praise you and wish to lift your name on high. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Shirley, it's been a privilege. We appreciate your time and inviting us into your home. And thank you. Thank you for coming here. (laughs) So good. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye. Bye.